What's up my fellow scruffy looking nerf herders and welcome to the Carbonite Chat. Today we're going to be talking about the Solo movie and some kind of script notes that was put in the Entertainment Weekly article quite a while ago but it was discussing what John Kasdan and Lawrence Kasdan some of the movies that they kind of were inspired by and leading into about a week before the Solo movie I wanted to discuss some of those. The first one is the movie Heat. If you haven't seen it I probably am not going to spoil too much but just in case it is on Netflix. It is a really good movie and you know if you don't want to take any chances go watch that on Netflix first and come back but I'll try not to be too spoilery because really what they discuss is that the kind of the idea that they put behind it for watching Heat and kind of keeping that a part of their idea going forward which at first I was really interested by but then when they describe it it doesn't I don't know how much of a benefit or how much it's really going to do for the movie as a whole. First off they say that it's kind of the inspiration for the underworld of Solo which is very intriguing if you watch the movie. It's almost completely just about the underworld. It's a group of people that pull off these different type of heists uh, depending on whatever they're trying to do. They're very talented. They're a tight-knit group. They work very well together and they're almost unstoppable. And then you have these other little groups that are kind of working around that or just mainly characters that are kind of somewhat connected and spread off. And then there's a minor little more than minor kind of part where you're following some of the police and I think it'll probably kind of fit along with what we'll have with the movie where you're going to see some of the gangs and groups that are going to be in the solo movie. It's going to be focused on that with a little bit of the Empire but it's not going to really be the main part. Although Heat does kind of focus for a decent bit of the movie on the lead detective and the head of the heist group which is Robert De Niro and Al Pacino so of course they're going to focus on some of the stuff with them when you've got two such big actors in it but the other thing that they talked about that they said in the article that they were trying to get the flavor and swagger of is the relationship between Val Kilmer and Robert De Niro. Now this is where it's kind of interesting to me and I'll probably get the title for this video because it fits along with another article that was done when they interviewed Michael K. Williams and he revealed some of the information for the villain Dryden Voss who is now going to be played by Paul Bettany and one of the things that he said was that there was kind of like a um, love triangle so to speak with Han, Dryden Voss and Kira. Now if you watch in the scenes from the trailer if you slow it down really slow the scene where it shows Dryden Voss just kind of it looks like he's freaking out and just cutting something up and I heard some people mention that uh, you know it's like he's just another Kylo that's going to be freaking out but if you look very closely he's actually trying to kill Han Solo in that scene actually you can barely see on the left Han just kind of trying to move out of the way as he's cutting through there so I don't think it's a freak out and I've already done a review on Dryden Voss and the character that they kind of got an idea on from the movie Gangster Number One. Not a very good movie in my opinion but it was also played by Paul Bettany which is why they got him as last resort. But 
considering the fact that they talked about the love triangle and then talked about the relationship between Robert De Niro and uh, Robert De Niro and Val Kilmer in this and how one of them is a talented, skilled, wise, old kind of criminal and the other one's kind of new and wanting to learn from this older character and that's kind of the idea they had for Beckett and Han Solo. The interesting thing though is there's not that much to do with the relationship between you know Val Kilmer and Robert De Niro minus the fact that De Niro keeps harping on the fact and it, it plays along with the rest of the story but again I'm going to try to stay out of spoilers for this in case you haven't seen it because again I suggest it if for anything else, if you're a huge fan of The Dark Knight, the opening scene of The Dark Knight, and kind of the tone and structure, not so much the structure, pacing and stuff of The Dark Knight, uh, Nolan repeatedly watched Heat to kind of get into the zone and into the feel of how he wanted Dark Knight to be. So if you like Dark Knight, watch Heat. It's a very good movie. It's a thriller but it's also kind of very solidly structured and paced out not as fast as you would think for a thriller. So it's a long movie, but again, it's on Netflix to check out. But De Niro keeps harping on the fact that throughout the entire time that one of the things you have to do when you're a criminal like this and you're trying to do something along these lines, if something happens and something goes wrong, you've got to be able to drop everyone, forget everyone, you can have no connections, and he's largely teaching this to Val Kilmer, who is deeply in love with this woman. And that's the main kind of point that he has with Val Kilmer. He says that he needs to, you know, reconsider some of the relationship issues that he has with this girl and it's kind of the constant in their relationship is the discussion about is he in the right or wrong should he leave this woman should he stay with this woman how should he deal with these types of things and De Niro is quite clear on saying that he should not be with her that he needs to move on and get away it's not smart for him and I find it interesting on whether or not that's going to be kind of a similar route that we have with Tobias Beckett and Solo. Because if you take what Michael K. Williams said about Dryden Voss and the relationship that's going on there with them and Kira and how there's kind of a love triangle and Kira's kind of playing both of them as also been said and I put in another video that they've said that she's going to play a film fatale. And that she's kind of the person pulling the strings on both ends. And if you go with the gangster number one video or movie where it talks about Dryden Voss, he doesn't care as much at the beginning of his career for being with a woman. He's very much just wanting to do his own thing. He, he thinks it's a waste of time. But once he gets to the top, he gets to the pinnacle, he starts to want to find someone to be with him. And... Kind of the way it came, the article portrayed it is along the lines of he's made it, he's at the top, and he's kind of wanting Kira, but now he's seeing this Han, new guy, this young Han Solo, that's kind of getting in the way, and he's not happy that this new young buck is in the way from him having what he wants. And I imagine from the way it's talked about with her being a femme fatale, she understands that, and she's kind of putting them between each other and playing both sides. And 
I wonder if when you talk about, they talk about no one's reliable and that there's always a chance of being betrayed. And there's not really a betrayal as much in a true betrayal in the movie Heat, but there is an issue with one character that then causes betrayals later that he, it's not even really a betrayal because the way it was, the way it was done, they, it's kind of like payback more than anything. But I wonder if it's going to be something along those lines and it's going to play off with Kira. Because if they're going back to Heat and they're talking about the relationship there, that would seem like the relationship and would seem like Tobias Beckett knows because the information we've got is that Kira's been kind of out and about. She's been trying to build her name and grow as a criminal. And Han has, at least for a period of time, if not at the very beginning of the movie, has been working with the Empire. And so if he's been doing that, then most likely he knew her from Corellia. And once he gets out, he's going to meet with her and they're gonna, he's going to have known her. And she's going to kind of know where he came from as the line from the trailer talks about. But he's not going to understand what she's become fully now. And that's going to be kind of Tobias Beckett's kind of thing. It's like, hey, you don't really know what's going on with all of her. You know, that big, big shot gangster, as he always says, he's got a thing for her as well. And she's kind of been, you know, toying around with him as well. You might want to be careful of what's going on. Don't put yourself in this situation. That begins to roll itself and lean itself into the Han Solo that we know for New Hope, where... He's not really like, yeah, oh, the princess is cool and I'm going to joke around about it and play a, play a bit about it, but I'm more worried about the money. He, that was what got him going. He was taking care of himself. That's the guy he is. He is a scoundrel. He likes the ladies, but he's not going to you know, take too much. Of, he's not going to get out of his way. He's not going to go after them. And so something along those lines of the femme fatale being told by Tobias Beckett, which they've also said in other articles that what Tobias Beckett teaches him and the things he learns from him are going to drastically influence the character that he ends up becoming later on. So that would make sense that these things would go on because it's the most logical connection from Heat. And what happens in this movie as far as their relationship and how it could connect to Tobias Beckett and Han Solo. But anyways, those are my thoughts. If you've seen the movie, I would love to discuss it down below with you. We may discuss it again more once the movie's out and discuss what could have possibly actually have been the connection if they actually made any at all. It's one of the main movies they mentioned in the one of the first EW articles talking about the influences of the movie, so I'd imagine it would. I hope they take some of the notes from the heist because it's a great heist, and there's the train heist that they have at the end, and I think that there's probably going to be some connections with that, with how there's going to be a rival group that's not real happy with what they've done, and they're trying to get back at them, and they end up kind of screwing up their heist. And then when they end up screwing up their heist, they also run into trouble with the police, or in this case, the Empire. And they end up getting into a huge shootout, and a lot of people don't end up surviving it. And the last 30 minutes of the movie or so is trying to reset, figure out what to do, figure out your outs, how to get somewhere, and exactly how everything ends up shuffling itself out. 
And I hope they do something like that, but I don't know because the tone and stuff that they've more talked about is along the lines of the Big Lebowski. But I'll get to that in the next few days. I look forward to hearing your thoughts and opinions on it. Um, what you think, whether or not that could be the case, or whether, you know, how you think it could work out if you've seen the movie Heat and how understanding that they talk about underworld inspirations that the kind of flavor and swagger of the relationship of Val Kilmer and De uh, Robert De Niro's relationship and that no one's reliable and there's always a chance of betrayal. You know, if you've seen the movie, what you think might come about with those inspirations for the solo movie prior to it coming out. Just a little interesting thing to discuss and look into because of the information that we have at this point. But... Thank you very much for watching, and never forget you nerfers, I love you.